0: Government's going wild, Sean, using our money to deprive us of our rights and perpetrate frauds on the American people.
1: Hey guys, Sean from SGT report here. That was my friend, researcher and author James Fetzer with the hardcore details, evidence and truth about the complete demolition of justice and our Republic. Don't miss it. And one quick word about our last interview. You know, the one with Dr. Robert Young about that fantastic product, Masterpiece, which is removing graphene oxide from the vaxxed and unvaxxed alike? Well, I got a couple of emails from podcast listeners of SGT Report who said the link was not clickable to get that product. I'll blame Podbean for that, but I'll also leave the link to Masterpiece again below because the research is showing conclusively that this product is removing graphene oxide from the bodies of all of us. So all the links for this show are right below. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Have you guys taken a good look at the banks lately? On the surface, everything looks fine, but there's a whole lot more going on underneath. Debt is hitting a record high. It's really scary when you stop and think about it. Why risk your money for a tiny return when things are so shaky? This is where Noble Gold Investments can help. The money printing is never going to end and Noble Gold Investments is like a friend who knows about keeping money safe, and they suggest gold and silver. Now keep in mind there's always a risk of investment and there's no guarantee. But they do have a sweet deal, a free one quarter ounce gold standard gold coin this month if you qualify. If you're curious, just give them a call right now at 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. It's just a chat, no pressure, but they'll help you figure out if gold and silver are right for you. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com and take the first step toward a safer financial future. 877-646-5347. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for clicking play. I'm just delighted to have you all back for another important broadcast with researcher and retired professor, my friend, James Fetzer. You guys know the website, jameshfetzer.org. You can also find his channel on BitChute, under Jim Fetzer. Today, guys, we're gonna talk about the demolition of justice in the United States. We've become a laughing stock because of so many reasons, not the least of which is that $83 million judgment against Donald Trump that he's supposed to pay E. Jean Carroll because she says he raped her with absolutely no proof, less than proof, in fact. Just conjecture and just total lies. Add to that, we have DA Fannie Willis, sleeping around with a married man, SCOTUS ruling against Texas's right to defend its own borders. Guys, it's unbelievable. We've become a raving lunatic banana republic. Jim Petzer, welcome back. How are you, sir?
0: Oh, Sean, you got it right. Yeah. Technically, it was a defamation suit because Trump had denied her claim to have been raped that led to this massive $83 million judgment. I mean, it's completely absurd. So you're right. I, I began talking about these two cases. Trump, Gene Carroll, and uh, the Georgia which
1: Willis, was all, prem-
0: all premised on an inquiry Trump just made about, you know, finding the votes because he knew he was ha- the election was being stolen in Georgia. and he just made relatively innocuous remarks. That was subject to misinterpretation to make it look as though he's trying to manage the outcome when he just wanted an honest count to which he was fully entitled.
1: Right. And this is the demolition of justice in the United States as they turn us into a banana republic, because now we know we have smoking gun evidence that the election was stolen. It's all coming out and it doesn't seem to matter to these demon rats who are hell bent on destroying our republic. I just want to do one screen share before I turn you loose. I want to play this clip from that raving lunatic E. Jean Carroll, because for anybody who thinks she's not a complete and total nutcase, by the way, this is the same witch who told Anderson Cooper that some women think of rape as being sexy. I could play that clip too if you'd like, but uh, this is her response to Rachel Mankow when Mankow asks her, what are you gonna do for women's rights with all of this money? Now you tell me if this sounds like a victim or a lunatic, a child, excitedly waiting to get her tens of millions of ill-gotten gains. Listen to this. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um,
2: to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be? What that might look like? Yes, Rachel.
1: To shore up women's rights. You guys ready for this? This is how much this witch cares about women's rights.
2: Yes. Tell me. I had such such great ideas (laughs) for all the good I'm gonna do with this money first thing Rachel You and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse. It's yours, Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France. You want France? You want to go fishing in France? No. Oh. All right. All right. Okay. That's a joke. All right. Okay. That's a joke.
1: What an embarrassment! What a travesty! What a banana republic in which we now live. James, it's a sick, sick, twisted joke, really.
0: Oh, I know, I know, uh, Sean, and it's made a joke of the legal system. And, you know, the Democrats actually passed a special law because the statute of limitations expired to allow E. Jean Carroll to file this suit. So it's the very first in my five examples of how justice has been destroyed in America, three of which concern the Supreme Court. Thus, an alternative title SCOTUS, three strikes and you're out. Here's the article I began with the same image from our Never Speak of This, which has had a considerable impact. The latest affront to the Administration of Justice has come from the decision in the E.G. Carroll fantasy trial where a woman who appears to be obsessed with sex has won a staggering 8.3, 83.3 million verdict against Donald Trump for alleged defamation for denying her claim that he had raped her at a Bergdorf Goodman store, where she cannot even remember the year of its occurrence. A woman who has been raped absent roofies. Well, now I remember the year, but the month, the week, the day, and even the minute the transgression took place. I'm going to turn to Georgia momentarily, but for now, what's she done? They have this photograph of her on New York Magazine. This is what I was wearing 23 years ago when Donald Trump attacked me in a Bergdorf-Goodman dressing room.
1: By the way, I saw that. Wait, go back to that. I saw in the first thing that popped into my head is the demise of the mainstream horror media and how deserved it is. All of these online liberal demon rat blogs and news sources are going out of business. Sports illustrated has collapsed. Most of these are all going out of business because people have lost confidence. What little confidence they had in the mainstream horror media is now completely gone. And for New York to put this, which on the cover the mainstream horror media is getting exactly what they deserve now
0: well the alternative media getting your news via you know the internet it's faster cheaper it's more contemporary and it gives you options to circumvent fabricated evidence propaganda like this I when Reader Supported News was on bad ways, I I had an exchange. They, they published a commentary I'd made on an article. And I said, Well, if you'd only start publishing the truth, you might get a good readership. But they're they're in the hole too. Now, what you may not know is how she has accused multiple men of sexual abuse. People, she has accused five or six of rape, including the CEO of CBS.
1: And by the way, if you go back to that one last point, yeah, the inaccuracy of the entire cover cannot be overstated, but I find it interesting that they changed one important word there. This is what I was wearing, she says, 23 years ago when Donald Trump attacked me in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room, attacked instead of raped. I wonder if New York chose that word purposefully so that maybe they wouldn't get sued. I don't know. Just guessing.
0: Well, that's interesting, Sean. Uh, in fact, it turns out this dress hadn't even been manufactured heard, when right. alleged rape right. took place. This yeah. dress
1: was made 10 years after the alleged attack. It's nothing but lies. The but CBS we live CBS in a banana is. republic, so of course, nothing right. but lies. The
0: whole thing a fantasy. And the uh, CBS CEO has emphatically denied her a claim that he had raped her too now. This is an excellent piece. Here's what you need to know about Eugene Carroll. That was previously reported here on the Gateway Monday, which is a very good website. Most of this information was deemed inadmissible by the judge. She couldn't recall the date, the month, the season, or year the incident happened. And Sean. How can Trump defend himself by having an alibi if he doesn't even know when this event is supposed to have taken place? He might have been in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. He might have been at Mar-a-Lago out playing golf on a campaign event. How can you defend yourself if you do not know specifically when and where this took place? The, The case ought to have been dismissed on that basis alone. She never told anyone about it, despite being publicly accessed with her own sexuality. The dress she claims to have been wearing didn't exist at the time, even though they put a photograph of her in this dress on New York Magazine. Her description of the dressing room at Bergdorf Goodman was inaccurate, making her sequence of events impossible. The lawsuit was bankrolled by a Jeffrey Epstein pal and Democrat, Nikki Haley mega-donor Reed Hoffman. After Nikki was wiped in New Hampshire, he decided not to support her. Now she's going into South Carolina, which will be her coup de grace. As a former governor of South Carolina, If she can't win there. She obviously can't win anywhere, and she will then withdraw, I believe. Democrats created a law, the Adult Survivors Act of 2022, to enable her lawsuit to proceed. That's the law that allowed her to file in spite of the fact the statute of limitations expired. And John, how serious can it be if you wait so long to bring a rape charge that the statute of limitations has expired? And I think it's like five years. I mean, this is ridiculous. Her accusation is the exact plot line of an episode of Law and Order. Also, one of my wife's favorite shows, I've watched hundreds and hundreds of Law and Orders myself, one of her favorite shows.
1: Oh, God, I can't stand those procedural dramas. I hate those shows, Joe. Oh, do
0: you? Do you, you? Know, I said do to my you?
1: wife last night, I don't know how people watch that garbage when the world in which we live is so much more interesting. <laughs>
0: and- yeah, well... You have a point. You have a point. But I'll give you
1: this. They, you know, I'll give you this. They tie him up in a bow in 47 minutes, minus the commercial. (laughs) We never get those cases tied up in a bow in the real world. So maybe that's why people like those shows.
0: From Sopranos was also one of her favorite shows. She has a history of falsely accusing men of rape, including Les Moonvres, who is the CEO of CBS. She told Anderson Cooper, most people think of rape as being sexy. Think of the fantasies. She's a fantasist, Sean. This should never have been allowed to happen. She made a career promoting promiscuity, even writing glowingly of sexual assault and, believe it or not, naming her cat, Vagina. Her interviews on TV, social media, and consistent information should have been enough to throw out the case, but not with this judge. There's no way it should have been brought to court. Trump was not even told what month or year the ridiculous story took place, which, as I said, deprived him of the opportunity to establish an alibi. Verdict breach, breaking. Jury reached a verdict in the Trump defamation trial determining he'll have to pay Jean Carroll $83.3 million. Absolute insanity. Trump will have to pay $65 million in punitive jam, 11 for reputation repair. What what reputation does she have that he could have damaged? Uh, Sean, this is just embarrassingly bad. And Trump, of course, is going to appeal.
1: Can I play something for you so people understand the nature right. of this person this woman if you can call her that right. eugene carroll let me just play this little clip evidently she was doing some show probably in what new york city back in the day but uh, some daytime talk show listen to this she's nuts
2: yes my darlings chasing men is the highest amusement there is but man handling the difficult little buggers is something else call me you got some questions we're a lot is anybody out there calling they've all switched off this show because they thought it was a dating game i'm so embarrassed 1-800 it's not the dating game that music this is not 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 the dating game my darling flopsy gravies a melancholy proposition is before our beautiful moira
1: all right i'll pause it there okay this is performance art this is a performance artist this is a crazy person and the entire justice system is now dead in the united states because i guess based on the precedent of this case jim we should expect to see many more false rape accusations against people like Trump, against political adversaries of the left. And these accusers won't even need to name a date and a time and a place where the alleged rape took place. John, it's,
0: it's going to be tossed on appeal. I don't have any doubt. I mean, this, this is so ridiculous. On the other hand, I thought the same was true of my case. The Supreme Court would reverse it, but we'll get there. We'll get there. You're making excellent points.
2: Well,
1: Meanwhile, I'll shut up. Well, I'll shut up and let you drive because we've well, got a I, to get I, to. I <laughs> like how, how we I just got to make out. the point. And uh, if she wants to come after me, hey, it's my free speech.
0: Anyone, of course, can sue anyone, but I—I I mean, it's ridiculous. She—she she would have even less of a case against you than she had against Trump. And but she had a stacked judicial system, a stacked legislature. The whole thing was fraudulent. Meanwhile, in Georgia. The sanctimonious DA Fannie Willis, who threatened to fire anyone working for her who slept with a co-worker, turns out to have been indulging in a lavish affair with her married lover, whom she selected to prosecute Donald Trump in a complex RICO case with 19 defendants when he was inexperienced at litigation and had no experience with this type of law. These cases appear to manifest TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome, by zealous Democrats eager to tarnish or destroy the reputation of the one-man wrecking ball they despise to the core. Here you have now even the Georgia Senate approving a subpoena-powered probe into Fannie Willis. Get this. Nathan Wade, Willis' lead prosecutor in the Trump case, had an improper relationship with Willis. Wade's law firm used funds paid by the county to take Willis on luxury vacations by using potentially fraudulent payments. Wade was appointed without the required approval by authorities and had little to no prosecutorial experience. Willis and Wade met twice with President Biden's White House counsel before indicting Trump in August, raising question about whether the White House coordinated prosecuting Biden's 2024 political opponent, I don't think there's much doubt about it. She went she went into a church, a black church, Sean, and pled, you know, how can you expect a black woman to be perfect? As though that were an explanation or an excuse. Far more serious now than these cases which show blatant political abuse of our judicial system are acts by the Supreme Court of the United States which have been manifest most seriously in the current decision regarding the right of the Biden admin to curtail the governor of Texas in his efforts to stout the flood of millions of illegal migrants across our southern border, where the president of the United States has abdicated his role to ensure that the laws are faithfully executed and that the federal government will protect the states from invasion. Abbott is doing what Biden refuses to do in defending the state, yet SCOTUS rules against him, while the Carolyn Willis case may be viewed as laughing matter, demonstrating the extent to which one party will go after their most influential political opponent. The border matter represents a threat to the integrity of the nation, where at least 25 other governors have now sided with Governor Abbott. And we appear to be on the verge of a constitutional crisis. While there's talk of a civil war between the states, this development has to do with the legitimacy of the federal government and is more the character of a revolution of the kind envisioned by the Declaration of Independence, which asserts that when the people are subjected to a tyrannical government, they have the right to take up arms and by opposing end it. So here you have an announcement about it. Supreme Court sides with Biden regime, allows Border Patrol agent to remove razor wire border. Roberts and Amy Comey Barrett vote with liberal justices. Meanwhile, in update, 25 Republican governors have now issued a joint statement in support of Texas in its border dispute with the Biden admin. We stand in solidarity with our fellow Governor Greg Abbott and the state of Texas in utilizing every tool and strategy, including razor wire fences to secure the border. We do it in part because a Biden admin is refusing to enforce immigration laws already on the books and is illegally allowing mass parole across America of migrants who entered our country illegally. The latest estimate, Sean, are up to 6 million up to 6 million. And you know, there are speculations that the Chief Justice and Amy Comey Barrett were being extorted to vote against Texas in this matter, because the Chief Justice had adopted two young boys from Ireland, and apparently it was done in a legally questionable fashion. And Amy Comey Barrett, who has many kids, also seems to have adoption problems with one or two from africa so i submit this case is so clear-cut that we have a threat to our nation's security the only way they could have ruled against texas is if they were under duress and i surmise those were the reasons we're in a situation like that, if you cannot act properly in discharging your duties as a justice of the Supreme Court, you should resign. Meanwhile, this is not the first time SCOTUS has failed the nation in the wake of the obviously fraudulent election of 2020, where, by my best estimate, Trump earned over 100 million votes and Biden around 37. The rejection of the once again, Texas lawsuit against the swing states of Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania for violating their own state protocols for the selection of electors on the specious grounds of lack of standing was not only a massive insult to the nation, but placed our future in jeopardy by permitting an illegitimate regime to assume office. So, I mean, this is huge. This has to do with the integrity of our federal election. The other had to do with our national security of our borders. That's two strikes against the Supreme Court and Sean, here's a third. Unlike the New York and Georgia offenses, these two are enormous cases fraught with consequences for the nation. They concern the integrity of the federal election process and the security of our nation's borders. Another case number, 217916 far less familiar but which i brought to the supreme court underscores a complete irresponsibility and abdication of commitment of scotus at least if you believe as i believe that our seventh amendment right to trial by jury may be our most important by safeguarding the people from loss of life liberty or property without due process because that's what happened with me. Here's a report about Texas. This is coming from American Thinker. Friday, the United States Supreme Court decided to not take the Texas lawsuit against four states, yes, not five, uh, over their application of presidential election law. The court only mustered two justices in favor of taking the case, Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas. The argument against hearing the case was that Texas lacked standing to sue Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, or Pennsylvania. Wow. A simple reading of Article 3, Section 2 makes the Supreme Court the original jurisdiction in all cases of state-to-state action. It allows original jurisdiction between citizens of different states. This is the root of the lawsuit claiming damage from illegally cast votes in a presidential election. There is no requirement to take any case and herein lies a real issue. The argument fails to mention any corruption or irregularities that could be remedied by the court. When a court chooses to avoid a hearing, it can do so through the principle of standing. Standing, according to the Free Legal Dictionary by Parlex, is the name of the federal law doctrine that focuses on whether a prospective plaintiff can show that some personal legal interest has been invaded by the defendant. It's not enough that a person is merely interested as a member of the general public in the resolution of the dispute. The three liberals, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Stephen Breyer, would fear allowing the conservative majority any latitude in this case. In such a case, they usually take Five justices to hear. The court did not have to dismiss the electors in the four states. They could have ruled that the procedure used to change election law in the four states was in violation of the clear wording of the Constitution. Thereby, the court would be reaffirming that provision of the Constitution. They could have demanded evidence of the harm. If they found insufficient evidence to change the election in each state, they could leave the result. Should evidence be sufficient, and this is a high hurdle, to change the results of the election, they could apply the court's 1892 ruling in McPherson versus Blacker to have the legislature make the final decision via electors. Then they restore the political responsibility of states' elected officials, which is the most important aspect of federalism as a counter to expanded national power, as to harm. It's not hard to see it. Any illegal vote damages those who vote legally by distorting the outcome. This occurs in the presidential election and the election of representative Congress, where few votes might separate winners and losers, as in New York 22 and 2020. The court can see harm when it chooses to do so, since state citizens are not third parties.
1: Can I ask you something? Let's just slow down for one second and rewind time and recall the fact that people like Bill Maher continue to lie about Trump's cases. When the election was stolen in the coup in 2020, Trump and his team of attorneys tried dozens and dozens of times to have the case heard. And the case was always thrown out with no evidence having been presented because he was told he didn't have standing. The cases were always thrown out. How is it that we've gotten to this point in the history of the republic? And I guess the answer is really clear. It's because we now live in a banana republic. Without justice, we have no law. Without law, we have no country, right? Without equal application of justice under the law, we live in a banana republic. But people like Bill Maher continue to lie and say, Trump's evidence was invalid. It was thrown out. Every court he went into. No, the evidence of the stolen election was never allowed to be heard, Jim. Why? Sean, that's
0: just like the Sandy Hook cases. None of them went to a jury. None of them had were decided on their merits. All the Sandy Hook cases were decided on the basis of presupposition or assumption, or in the case of Alex Jones, alleged failure of discovery. My case, which I'll explain, Wisconsin had a peculiar situation, allows a judge to set aside any evidence he regards as unreasonable. So he, I had a mess of evidence as I'm going to review it here, and he simply set it aside. I thought that I could get the Supreme Court to correct this, because this violation of my Seventh Amendment right to have the facts decided by a jury is ongoing with every resident of the state of Wisconsin. We are all in Wisconsin being denied our Seventh Amendment right to a trial by jury, so that This is outrageous. I thought it was perfect. I was teeing it up for the Supreme Court. It also entails a 14th, because in Texas, for example, the procedure would have guaranteed that either the case would have been dismissed or it would have gone to a jury. But, But that didn't happen in the Remington case. It didn't happen in the Alex Jones case. It didn't happen in my case. Reason I'm going to explain, and the I teed it up, or the Supreme Court uh, said it right, Sean, and they refused to do it. So you're making powerful points. I Ooh. absolutely
3: agree.
1: Hey, friends, apologies for the quick break, and a word from our sponsor.
3: I'm Andy Stewart, here to tell you about Get More Tank. Get More Tank saves me $150 every month on gas. Get More Tank is a tablet with active ingredients that adds big mileage to every tank. I used to fill up our two cars every week. Not anymore. I'm getting about 50 miles more on every tank. Made in America, this formula is used by trucking companies and heavy industry. Now, we're bringing it to you. Get More Tank works in any gas or diesel engine, cleans your engine, lowers emissions, and I can feel improved engine performance every time I step on the gas. I use Get More Tank on my stalling leaf blower and boom, it works like new. Get More Tank works for cars, trucks, boats, motorcycles, four-wheelers, mowers and blowers. Hey, if you got an engine, then get More Tank. A 5-pack on sale only at getmoretank.com for just 22.22 plus shipping. Use promo code SGT get 10% off. Save your money, save your engine, save the earth at getmoretank.com. EPA registered. Does not void Warranties, results vary.
0: So you're making powerful points. I well, absolutely agree.
1: So we don't have a country, right? I mean, without rule of law, without equal application of justice under the law, we don't have a country. Have and we don't have a country. I mean, it's gone, isn't it? And without borders. Yeah. And without borders. I mean,
0: it's just insane, Sean. We have no integrity in our federal election. We have no borders and citizens aren't entitled to a uh, trial by jury before they forfeit life, liberty or property. You, you're spot on, my friend, spot on.
1: Well, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, it does astound me that people like Eugene Carroll and her Jewish lawyer and Rachel Maddow and all the sycophants that watch MSNBC and CNN, they love this. They love the lawfare. They love the dishonesty. They love the crooked judges and the crooked courts because they're crooked and they don't seem to give a damn about the demise of our precious republic. And that's the part that keeps me up at night. Jim, that is the part I can't figure out. Do they not understand? Clearly, they don't understand what's coming for their progeny. What close Bill Gates have in store for these people. It's going to be a rude awakening.
0: Some of the people nearest and dearest to me, Sean, including my own wife think that these decisions are are great for the country and she applauds them it floors me it simply floors me
1: oh now I understand why your wife loves law and order all right because she <laughs> propagandized too through that show that show is military grade propaganda
0: that's very interesting Sean I never thought of it that way I'm gonna I'm gonna give this more. Consideration, your suggestion there, because I've watched a lot of episodes. It's something we do together for relaxation. But to re- return to the fray, this is not the first time SCOTUS has failed the nation in the wake of the obviously fraudulent election of 2020. Well, I've already explained that. Here it is on the docket of the Supreme Court, case number 2176, 7916 James Fetzer versus Leonard Posner, petition certified. I had to qualify as a pauper, meaning I couldn't afford an attorney, which are very expensive, but I had trouble getting attorneys in any of my cases. State of the nation, get this, Sean, thought. This may be the single most important issue brought before the Supreme Court, not this week, not this term, not this year, but in our lifetime, in our lifetime. And that's because it concerns that Seventh Amendment right to a trial by jury. So here's the cover page of my petition for writ of certiori. The most important page in any of these documents is forming the question the court is being asked to answer or resolve. To wit, may rules of summary judgment This is supposed to happen, Sean, only when there are no disputed facts, and the judge simply has to apply the law. That's the only case in which a summary judgment is supposed to take place. So in my case, he he manufactured the outcome of no disputed facts by setting all my facts aside. That's how he
1: did it. Yep. And that's what they did to Jones, Alex Jones. He didn't get to present any of his evidence to defend himself. The judge told the jury, You are here not to determine the man's guilt or innocence. He's been found guilty already. Your job is to determine how much he should pay. And their judgment was nearly a billion dollars in our benefit.
0: That was true in the E. Gene Carroll case, too. They already, he had already found him guilty, the judge.
1: But this so is the, my point. Jerry was
0: just asked to vote on the the damages, which was true in my case, and they came in my case, four hundred and fifty thousand. The situation frankly absurd. But here here is the question: I went to the Supreme Court. Why I thought I teed it up so beautifully, and get this, as an aside, Posner, during the case of my appeals, had argued. The Supreme Court had never ruled that I had the right to a trial by jury that the Seventh Amendment applies to all the states. That alone, among the first 10 amendments, the Bill of Rights, that's the only of those amendments that has not been affirmed to apply to all the states. So I teed up a perfect case for them to knock it down the fairway, hit it out of the park. Here's the question I put to the Supreme Court. May rules of summary judgment vary throughout the states, allowing the Wisconsin judiciary to conduct and affirm a non-jury trial. Because remember, juries determine facts, not judges. A non-jury trial under the pretense under the pretense of a summary judgment proceeding, the process of which violates all the rules of summary judgment in Texas. Giving a contrast, Kate depriving Wisconsin citizens of their equal rights to a trial by jury and due process under the 7th and 14th Amendments and further allowing a Wisconsin judge to determine the validity of major national events through unsound summary judgment methodology? Because remember, Sean, I was arguing in my defense, Sandy Hook had been a FEMA drill where nobody died and therefore any death certificate for a party to what occurred there, would have to be fake. I mean, unless, of course, under some extraordinary during the drill, they stepped on electric wire and were electrocuted, for example. But in the case of this death certificate, it said, Right on the death certificate, the subject had died at Sandy Hook on the date from multiple gunshot wounds, not from some fluky accident. And among the very first determinations this judge made was to say, we're not going down the rabbit hole of whether or not Sandy Hook was real. And he excluded during the scheduling conference this massive evidence I'd published in a 400-page book with 13 contributors, including six PhDs, where we establish established the school had been closed by 2008 that there were no students or teachers there and there'd been a FEMA drill where we even had the manual. So here's what happened. It was considered, it was denied, They violated my rights and my opinion. Get this. The courts of Wisconsin deprived me of my right to a trial by jury by claiming that there were no disputed facts, which was an outcome manufactured by the circuit court, simply setting aside the massive facts I'd presented on the ground that they were unreasonable. The case arose out of a suit for defamation, over my declaration that a death certificate for purported Sandy Hook victim, Noah Posner, which had no file number and neither state nor town certification was fake, where I introduced the reports of two, not one, but two forensic document experts on my behalf. Let me say, Sean, as a rule in courts of law, it is the reports of forensic document experts that are decisive. Posner had no forensic expert on his side, I had not one but two on mine who declared not only was this death certificate fake, but three others for the same decedent that had been introduced during the course of the trial were also fake. That ought to have been decisive. After my petition for a writ was denied, I persevered and submitted a petition for a rehearing, which was also denied. What may escape the eye, however, is that the supporting appendices, appendix A through D and appendix E, were not made accessible to the public. For a note was added in addition, additional material from this filing is available in the clerk's office. If that strikes you as strange, should you take a look at their contents, you will immediately discern why they had to be suppressed. Now this is the original complaint filed against me, which makes the absurd claim that the death certificate on the right, which was attached to the complaint, is not materially different to the death certificate on the left, which is the one that I published and declared to be fake. Notice the one on the right has a file number. On the side and the bottom, it's got the town and the state certification, one of which is the state says it's a valid copy. The town says the content is accurate. So I was being sued over a death certificate I'd never seen, never published, never commented upon. And that's the way the whole course uh, uh, course of the case proceeded to the defendant arguing, in essence, that there wasn't any difference between them. So I was found guilty of declaring a, 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 a fake, a death certificate I'd never even seen. They include the FEMA manual. This is now the contents of the appendices for the mass casualty exercise involving children held at Sandy Hook on 13-14 December 2012, the Connecticut FEMA schedule showing the drill to be conducted on that data crime scene investigation van in the parking lot when the windows of Classroom 10 are not yet broken, in other words, they haven't finished setting up the scene for the alleged shooting, and the affidavit of a Texas-licensed private investigator who accessed the files of Connecticut State Police and found proof not only that there had been no mass murder, but that it wasn't even an operating school, which, of course, I'd been insisting from the beginning. Thus, in 2015, I brought together 13 experts on Sandy Hook, including six PhDs, and we determined the school had been closed since 2008 that there were no students or teachers there and that it had been a FEMA exercise presented as mass murder to promote gun control.
1: A FEMA capstone event is what our friend Sophia Smallstorm has coined it.
0: That's exactly right. Sophia's got it right. In fact, it turns out, as we reported in our very first conversation together, never speak of this, parties who participated in the drill and for me actually it was closed. The school was closed in two thousand six, and that it wasn't even an elementary school. It was a special needs school. And you notice the signs. They say Sandy Hook School. They don't say Sandy Hook Elementary School. They added the word elementary to the school right on the building to perpetrate a oh, fraud. Not only that, but but it was Eric Holder who came down to Newtown and offered the community. million to participate in this elaborate charade. The idea is supposed to be we're going to show the country what could happen if we don't take guns away from the public.
1: Oh, wait, wait. The same Eric Holder who is running guns to Mexican cartels? That Eric Holder? Yeah, he cares about gun control, doesn't
0: he? 100%. 100%. He cares so
1: much about children and gun violence. That, that That Eric Holder, indeed. Look, man, you know this is roughly akin to living in New York City, or no, Chicago under the mafia. It's like living in Chicago under Al Capone's rule, and you want to rein in the mafia because you're sick of the shakedowns. You're sick of giving them 20% or 30% of your revenue from your little corner store, so you go into a court of law only to discover that the whole system is controlled by the mafia. That is the system under which we now toil. And by the way, let me just read a little something from the uh, Declaration of Independence that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. Because why? Because it is the government's job to secure our rights, the rights of life, liberty, and whatever the pursuit of happiness may be. And you know what? Thomas Jefferson lamented, the only reason we resort to government at all, Jim, is to secure our liberty. This government is hell-bent on destroying our liberty, your freedom, your justice, and mine, too. And everybody listening. And uh, before we part ways, I will play a clip from somebody over on Twitter who I think is really articulating what we're all feeling quite well. But sorry for the interruption. You can continue. Please continue. Their
0: point is spectacular. I'm simply going to offer documents and substantiation.
1: Well, we're all fed up. We're all just so fed up.
0: The book we published was banned by Amazon.com less than a month after it had gone on sale and it had sold close to 500 copies. So I released it to the public for free as a PDF, but it was taken as a consequence of the lawsuit. So the book was banned by Amazon.com and taken by means of a lawsuit, which was done from every perspective I can bring to bear completely improperly by saying aside my evidence as unreasonable which continues to deprive the residents of Wisconsin their right to due process under the Seventh Amendment. Nobody seems to care, most certainly not the Supreme Court of the United States. But my research has continued, including communication with participants in the event that our courts do not want you to know, not even SCOTUS, stands up for our constitutional rights. And take a look. This is my petition for rehearing, which had these two fantastic appendices, and they added this note, additional material from the filings available in the clerk's office, and now you're going to see why they wouldn't publish it for the public. It included a FEMA drill for the event. It included the Connecticut schedule showing the Sandy event right there on the schedule, FEMA Exercise L366. It showed a map they distributed how to get from Bridgeport, down to Dickinson Drive, where Sandy Hook, now renamed as an elementary school, was located. I included this photograph where you have a crime scene vehicle in the lot, and here is a string of windows in Classroom 10, Sean, that would later be shown to be blown out. You know, this is after the event is alleged to have taken place, but they haven't finished fabricating the evidence. Mm -hmm. I didn't include this, but it shows. Here you have what you saw in that photograph. Here's how it was afterward. And here they're studying the window frame to figure out what to do about it. And here are holes they actually drilled in the aluminum to simulate bullet fired allegedly by Adam lawns from outside into the school. You never even heard about that. And big rods that are all perfectly parallel. Any marksman in the world will tell you that's totally fabricated and fake, that it's impossible that that should be real. But get this, the VI got into Connecticut State Files. Now, this is looking down a hallway where you're supposed to have the bodies of the principal, uh, Don Hofspring, and the school psychologist, Mary Sherlock, lying in the pools of blood. Well, there's some evidence of red substance here, in my opinion. This is not consistent with the statement, pools of blood. Here it was inside a classroom. Notice, and there are other photos he has galore. Not only are there no bodies here and no blood, there are no school student desks, student chairs, teacher desks, teacher chairs. You know, this not only confirms it wasn't a mass murder, but that it wasn't even an operating school. And finally, I had, I embedded there, what we have done before, never speak of this, Sean, to tie it all together with the latest report from my exchanges, my communication with participants in the drill, including Margaret Alice Cottle, who was cast as Emily Parker, and Victoria Relio who was cast as Vicky Soto, a teacher, and then cast again in Uvalde as Eva Morales. And I was talking to my friend Steve on the phone, When Margaret, standing beside him, talked to Vicky, who called and she asked, how much were you paid for Uvalde? And Vicky told her $210,000. So government's going wild, Sean, using our money to deprive us of our rights and perpetrate frauds on the American people.
1: I think that's the perfect soundbite to wrap this up with, because you're right. And that segues nicely into this statement. I won't play the entire thing. And this isn't tax advice, guys, but uh, this is how people are feeling in our banana republic. When the government has turned overtly tyrannical in almost every conceivable way, from the border issues to the taxation issues, to the gun grab issues, to the wars without end issues, undeclared wars. Now we're just dropping bombs on Yemen now and Syria with no comment from Congress at all, which is supposed to be the avenue by which these things occur if we're going to go to war at all. But no, not in our banana republic. And this is how people
2: are feeling, Jim. Our government is breaking the law law every day. Constitutional law exists just the same as political law. And as long as the government is taking our taxpaying dollars and they're using it to give to illegal immigration. Giving them the right to vote, giving them driver's license, allowing them to buy land, allowing them to buy homes, uh, giving them prepaid credit cards for those who live in hotels in New York, where veterans used to live in those hotels. Now they've kicked out the veterans and moved in the illegal immigrants. States like California and Illinois are allowing them to become police officers and carry a weapon while they're on duty. That's illegal. And you're not going to use my taxpaying dollars to pay for your criminal activity in this country. So, guys, I think everybody who's paying
1: attention at this point is feeling the same way that man is feeling. And by the way, what is the law of the land? Well, the U.S. Constitution, which has been dismantled and maybe is no longer operational because there was a coup. There was a coup of our government. Way back in 1913, to be honest with you, but in 2020, and they implanted a puppet named Joseph Robinette Biden. I call him Petto Joe. Others call him Brandon. The point is, he's a traitor, and the law of the land is the U.S. Constitution. And it is impossible for a law which violates the Constitution to be valid. All laws which are repugnant to the Constitution are null and void. That was Marbury versus Madison in 1803.
0: Sean, that may be the most important Supreme Court case in our history. And what we have seen here is the Supreme Court has abdicated its role. What meaning has the Constitution if the Supreme Court obligated to implement it fails repeatedly, not only regarding the integrity of our federal election, but regarding defending our national security with borders and protecting us from invasion and then jettisoning our right to a trial by jury. So we do not forfeit life, liberty, or property without due process of law. We're in dire straits, my friend. Dire straits.
1: You got that right. We are in dire straits. We are currently in dire straits. That means our ship is being tossed about by a storm of hurricane magnitude, and the storm is being driven by the deep state and the traders who have sold out our nation and sold their souls to the devil. I swear to God, the devil, they've sold their souls. They've made a contract with the devil, I guess for money. I guess it's all about money. Pelosi, I just heard, made a million dollars in her long position in her call options on Nvidia stock. A million bucks. It's all about money, Jim. Guys, here's the website, jameshfetzer.org the demolition of justice in the USA. I will leave a link below. Jim, I should like very much to buy you a beer one day, my friend.
0: (laughs) I'd enjoy that, Sean. I I think what you're doing is so important, and you you are so good at this, Sean. I got to tell you, for me, it's just a joy having these conversations together.
1: Oh man, you know, thank you so much. It's my privilege to bring somebody like you on the show and just give you the platform because you did all the heavy lifting here. You did all the research. You put together the slideshow. You put together the website. You put together so much important work and you have for so very long and you've been persecuted for it. And I appreciate you so much for taking the slings and arrows for all of us because that's what you did, man. You went under the wire first. And now, you know what? I just thought about this the other day. So many people like Alex Jones, like you, have gone under the wire before us. And now all we need to do is get everybody to come out to where the wires are and clip them. Just cut them down. Y'all don't need to go under the wire. Let's just cut the wires. God bless America. All right, Jim, we love you very much. Thank you for your time today.
0: Perfect, John. I can't thank you enough.
1: Okay. God bless you, sir. And we'll look forward to that beer very soon. All right, guys, the website, jameshfetzer.org. The link is below. And I want to remind you all, every single day for free, check us out for free at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those Rachel Mad Cow, MSNBC, CNN, Mockingbird Lies. May God truly bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye.
0: I'm going to say this one more time. Germs are not the cause of disease, but the symptoms of cellular breakdown and the causative factors, this is cause and effect, the causative factors today that we're dealing with worldwide is chemical and radiation poisoning. This could be an antidote. That's what I'm going to say. This could be an antidote to chemical and radiation poisoning.